Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning. Welcome into Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course, your smart speakers. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin all out. Bart Scott, Jen Latta in again. And Bart, we had football last night. It wasn't pretty. It never is when you see preseason football. Final score 16 to 3, if you care about that kind of stuff, in favor of the Steelers. There were lots of three and outs. There were lots of turnovers, but it's not going to be clean. First game of the season. I'm just glad we have it in the books. How about you? Absolutely. This is the um, official start of the NFL season. You know, other teams will follow. It was good to see, you know, football, live football competition, um, different color jerseys going against each other. But it's one of those things, the fact that it was a nothing burger is perfect, <laughs> right? Because we, it was nothing that alarmed anybody. as nobody saying, oh, what's going on with Dallas? What's wrong with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, both teams went out. You know, the stars didn't play as much. Um, this was the first opportunity for the young guys and the rookies to get an opportunity to kind of introduce themselves to, like, the type of environment it is to play in such a uh, historical um, land. You talk about playing in the Hall of Fame game. It's an honor and privilege because you're surrounded by so many immortals. And um, I thought it was a good job by both teams, and it's what you expect. Dak Prescott didn't even travel to the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. Ezekiel Elliott was on the sideline. Obviously, Big Ben on the sideline as well. A couple of guys that we were keeping our eye on, Najee Harris and Micah Parsons. Did they impress you at all with their performances early? Because I got to say, Micah Parsons was in on an awful lot of plays early on. And Micah Parsons with the tackle and Micah Parsons with the tackle. Like I was like, oh, okay. He came to play. He came to, you know, show people he's serious about this. And you heard him, you know, allude to it a little bit about this synergy, about him getting his um, uh, fumble recovery, and that's what he got in his first game at, at Ohio State. And um, what you what you like is the 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 movement, the athleticism, the suddenness, you know, to make the decision. I think that's what Dan Quinn has done. He's put them up in a, in a up in a position to play fast, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see last year underneath Mike Nolan's defense. It was a lot of checks, and, you know, that's more of a defense for a team that has a lot of veteran players. When you have a young team, you want them to play fast and take a lot of the thinking out. Well, everybody is in preseason mode, including Mike McCarthy, who talked uh, after the game about his team. Obviously, we were paying a lot of attention to that defense. Here's what Mike McCarthy had to say after his team fell to the Steelers 16-3. to But who really cares? It's preseason football. Performance-wise, like I, I, I was really focusing on the operation and the function. Um, you know, I thought, Rico, you know, obviously, Rico had the big run. You know, I thought, you know, I thought Danucci made some throws off the, his back foot that were, you know, unique. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, frankly, it's a long plane flight home. I'm looking forward to watching the tape. I think there's going to be a lot of good come out of this game. Come on, man, really? Can we can we ask him, where's the follow-up? Can we, can we follow up and say, well, what was – Exactly unique. Well, he it. threw off his back foot. I know that they never want them doing that. And you saw unique. the sidearm that Danucci threw as well. So maybe that's what he meant. The back foot sidearm. We're going to start calling that the Danucci. Oh, right. look, Danucci's <laughs> not going to see any snaps in the regular season yeah. if, if the Cowboys have their way. Well, you hope. Um, but we mentioned Mar- Micah Parsons as well. And he, like you said, had the symmetry of the, the fumble recovery in yesterday's game and the fumble recovery in his first game in college. Let's hear from Micah Parsons, who was a star in the first preseason game of the year to be able to step out here came a long way from 2019 when I played my last game and you know it's just a true blessing and honor to wear the uniform represent the Cowboys and 
uh, represent my family and come out here and be able to get back into a football rhythm, you know what I mean? So it was, it's was it been pretty good. I actually had a fumble recovery my first game in college, so I like the trend that is going on right now. Uh, one of the other lines that I loved, and we mentioned that Big Ben was on the sideline out there, was uh, Big Ben talking about Najee Harris, one of the other guys we were keeping our eye on who performed pretty well uh, for his squad. Uh, Big Ben was talking to Aaron Andrews on the sideline, and he said, we're not going to see too many great things from Najee. And his point was, we're keeping him under wraps. Like You're <laughs> not going to see all the things that this young guy can do, and I think that should be exciting for fans of the Steelers that this guy, as I said yesterday, could be the face of this franchise eventually. Now, Big Ben still holds that title as long yeah. as he's under center, but you know that it's inevitable that he's going to be moving on soon, and I see Najee Harris as being the guy. Kids are going to be buying his jersey. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy in the Steel City. Well, you think about, you know, identifiable positions for the Steelers. Center is one that historically has been um, a famous, um, you know, type of position. You think about wide receiver, what they've gone from, whether you want to talk about, you know, you want to talk about uh, Plexico Burris, you want to talk about Santonio Holmes, you want to talk about Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, and running back, right? They always identify with a running back. And, you know, they rarely are a running back by committee. I know that's how football usually goes now. But you think about the bus, you think about Franco Harris, you think about uh, Willie Parker, and now you can say Najee Harris, right? So, you know, they automatically represent the toughness that Pittsburgh is always about. Najee Harris is the next one up in line. Let's see if he can live up to the expectations. Okay, so that was the preseason game. And, again, you could take things from it if you want. You don't have to take things from it. It's just the first game out of the gate. It's always going to be a little sloppy, a lot of three and outs, a bunch of turnovers, not exactly the best football. But there was some news before the game because of course this was the hall of fame game and that means of course you have the enshrinements this weekend for the 2020 class and the 2021 class and one of the big stories of course was when jerry jones and jimmy johnson were sitting Hmm. on the fox set and they pressed jerry just a little bit about the feud that those two have had going years and years decades even back and and jimmy johnson has been kept out of the ring of honor and that's been a big story because he obviously has been so instrumental to the cowboy story to the cowboy's success back in the 90s but Jerry Jones broke a little bit of news last night saying it's going to happen. Take a listen. We are going to certainly be recognizing what's happening here with the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, Tex Ram, who started that ring of honor, said, Jerry, keep it, keep it kind of limited with people. But make sure it wasn't just about the plays they made. Make sure they contributed to the story of the franchise. Now, it's kind of hard to not recognize this contribution to the story of the franchise. No doubt. So are we making an announcement here? Well, we can be. If we can, I don't know how we're going to upstate. No, yeah, you can. Go ahead. Make the announcement. But we'll be in the ring of honor. There we go. go. Love it. You heard it here. It will be there. While I'm alive. That's great. I mean, that's great. That was a great moment. And then, of course, him going, while I'm alive. I mean, come on. Yeah, now, I mean, what, what are you rolling your eyes yo, about? And in the word, everything you've done to me, I was going to do to you. Ain't no good going to come around you, Harpo. Come on, <laughs> man. Like, stop it. Like, this is Jerry Jones self-serving, right? Really? This is the most self-serving thing ever. Because, huh. listen, this guy should have been in the, in the ring of honor. Oh, no question. He no been, question at all. You know, like, for what he's done. And this is Jerry Jones trying to right his wrongs. What is it? Uh, not shallow hell. Uh, it was that series where the dude had to go fix everything he had ever done with somebody. The whole show was about that. Okay. And, like, this is what Jerry Jones is trying to do. This is more about Jerry Jones trying to, 
lift up Jerry Jones, right? This is all before I'm alive. You know, he's trying to right all his wrongs, but the thing is you're waiting to the end to right your wrongs. You knew you was wrong a long time ago. You know you was wrong when you couldn't put your ego aside and, and, and trying to determine who was the more who was more responsible for the, the many dynasties that they had. Okay, but, I didn't look at it that cynically. I did look uh, again, look, I agree with you, ego was the like big all this, reason. All this ego su- was the reason that yeah. these two could not get along. All of a sudden on a big stage when it's about Jimmy Johnson this week, he wants to make it about what J- Jerry Jones is doing. Oh, see, I kind of looked at it as the cherry on top of the Sunday, man. It's a big weekend for Jimmy, obviously, going into the You don't know. You, you haven't been around a lot of narcissists before. No, I definitely have been around the narcissists. And I know, again, that ego played a huge role in this whole thing. But a couple weeks ago, Jerry Jones did, like, shoulder all of the blame for the feud starting in the 1990s. And to me, this is with age comes wisdom. You know, you get a little longer. He's been old for a long time. <laughs> what do you mean very, with age comes wisdom? Jerry Jones has been old for a, a while. Very good point, but he is older today than he was yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before. And I think he's gotten to a point where he realizes that the actions of his youth didn't serve him well. And it didn't serve the Cowboys either, really. And that should be his number one priority. Like, he let his ego get – who's more responsible for the championships? This goes back to what I've always said about cutting the pie. Why are we cutting the pie? Trying to tell me – oh, tell me how much Aikman was responsible for those championships. Tell me how much Jerry Jones was responsible for those championships. But how long – have we been having this same discussion? We had this discussion last year, the year before, the year before. All of a sudden, he's going in the Hall of Fame, and you can't deny him being in the Hall of Fame and not being in your ring of honor. Oh, absolutely. And now you got to try and make it right. But it's all about self-serving yourself. You have, it ain't about doing what's right because it was right last year, the year before, the year before, and the year before. It's never too late, though, to do the right thing. So, again, maybe I'm giving him more credit than you would like me to give him. <laughs> yes, yes. Because have, have you ever had somebody like that did you wrong, and when they see you, they're like, oh, hey, I do like like ain't nothing happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hold like, up, bro. We, we ain't even had a conversation about this yet, Absolutely. but the camera's on now. It's all bell, it's all love. But this again goes back to the Aaron Rodgers conversation that I've been covering since draft day. Where okay, so eventually the Packers come around and say we were wrong. We shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love. Oh, but you didn't say you were sorry earlier. You said it now. I wanted the apology three months ago. You gave me the apology now. We're still fighting. So this brought up the idea of the best feuds in all of sports. Okay, because this has been an ongoing long time feud. There have been books written about the 90s Cowboys and, of course, these two clashing. So the number is, of course, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give me your best sports feuds because there are a lot of them out there. When I say sports feuds, Bart, what comes to mind besides the Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones, you know, rumble? Hmm. Oh, I thought we. I thought I was doing it. Okay. I, oh yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking just best the best sports feuds off the top of your head, and we'll get to into it as the show goes on as well. Oh, Pistons, Pistons, bad boys. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan keeping Isaiah Thomas off the Olympic team. That's that beef. is a good That's beef. one. That's great. That's beef. personal beef to me too. That is terrific. All right, yeah, we are rolling here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. One team traded their franchise quarterback this offseason, so why does it hurt so much to just name his successor at QB1? Really, Evan? That's we're doing that this morning. I guess it's a Friday, so I guess we're doing puns in the teases. That is after Bart has this from Indeed. 
Finding the perfect hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hiring fast and simple with 135 skills tests to help candidates prove they have the experience your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which probably is why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the job sites combined, according to Talentness. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. To name any starters at this particular time, I just my biggest thing is competition, and we're going to have competition at every position. Are you buying a quarterback competition in Philly right now? There's no quarterback competition. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We do is wrong. Uh, uh. Okay, man, our DJ, people don't feel it. We talking about Philly, so you come with freeway. Yeah! Man, nobody prepared me for all of the music takes that you would have. I'm just saying, man, my he- DJ, I'm telling you, we're going to have to go DJ for DJ. We had Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. I don't know, we got to go A-Easy, you know what I'm saying, against somebody else, man. We got to call somebody up from one of these other whack um, platforms and tell them to come DJ scratch and sniff. You yeah, know I understand about 40% of everything you just said there, so maybe during the break you could give me a little Cliff's Notes on whatever the hell it is well, we're put, talking well, about. Well, put, put our Twitter up, you know what I'm saying, let the people inform her about what I'm speaking. That would be fantastic. Speaking it's at Jen Latta. He, of course, is Bart Scott talking music and all things sports this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and... Zubin. All right, so Nick Sirianni will not name Jalen Hurts the starter just yet. He has been careful not to call Jalen Hurts QB1 during the offseason program and now during training camp. Apparently, it's because he... what? Because I can't figure this out. Like, it's very obvious that Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback because none of the other guys have taken any first-team snaps. Not 60%, not 80%. He's taken 100% of the first-team snaps. Like, whether you want to admit it or not, and maybe that's what this is, this is like just him not wanting to wrap his brain around the fact that Jalen Hurts is his starter, he's your guy. Unless you're going to go out and get another guy, unless you're actually going to put yourself in the Deshaun Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which still to me feels a little dangerous not knowing what Watson's future is, like, he's your guy. Why hasn't he just named him the starter? This is like, like, you know how you those, like, you, those books, the how-to books, and it's like got dummy at the end? This is like coaching for like coaching one on one for dummies, right? Like this, all coaches do this. I, I don't understand. Like you ain't got to lie, Craig. Just keep it real. We all know that he's your starter. 
right? Maybe if you get Deshaun Watson, okay, it's a real competition. But, like, that's just almost like Joe Judge last, last year not naming Saquon Barkley the star. Like, come on, son. Like, really? Like, what are we talking about? But, you know, this is what they do, and it's just another distraction. But, you know, every coach does it, so I can't single him out. Let's hear from Sirianni when he was asked about Jalen Hurts being named the starter. There's just no rush there on, on having to do that. And we just, again, we just want him to continue to impress and, and show like he, like he has. And yeah, we're, just not, we're just not there yet. Like he's not under pressure already. Like he doesn't know that they traded away Carson Wentz and he's the last man standing. Like he didn't take all the reps last year when Carson got benched. Like, like he hasn't taken every single rep. Like Kelsey, the guy who he's talking to, hasn't talked about his leadership skills. Like, come on, man. He's already under enough pressure. Let's just relieve a little bit. Who cares? It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Can this backfire? I think it depends on the guy, right? Like some guys it can backfire on. They need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're the guy. But if you look at the history of Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's that guy. I mean, just remember what he went through in college, getting mm-hmm. benched for Tua Tungavailoa and then coming in in the SEC championship game and being the hero for Alabama. This is a guy who's been through adversity at the quarterback position already. And I remember interviewing him a few years back when he was at Alabama and his mantra was always, I was made for this. Whatever the situation is, I was made for it. Kind of like the iron sharpens iron type thing. I think he genuinely believes that whatever the circumstances are, he's going to come to. And he's going to be okay. And he's going to handle it and he's going to show everybody. And maybe it is a little chip on his shoulder when people don't believe on him. We obviously know that some people are motivated by that. Mm -hmm. But I think Jalen Hurts, no matter whether you name him the starter or not, I think he's convinced himself he's the starter. He's playing like he's the starter. So I don't necessarily know that the title matters. I think it goes back to what you were saying. This is a little bit of a game. It's kind of like when you're dating somebody, but you're not really sure because you're keeping your eye out there to see what else is out there. You know, Mm -hmm. It's complicated, if you will. If you go back to a Facebook status, that's what this reminds me of he didn't want to commit because maybe there's something better out there but it's fine for now I mean is Frida really a threat like I love Flacco man but come on man we know that he's he's a backup at this point right he's the same guy that backed up Sam Darnold last year he's not pushing you or competing for the starting role he's 36 years old he's had his his time in the sun to be a starter in his league he's a Super Bowl MVP but he's not pushing you he's there to mentor and help you develop um, Jalen Hurts and help you have a, a comparable backup that can come in and help you with a couple of games if he struggles if the kid gets injured and this is a little bit about nothing. Now, the real threat and the legitimate threat is the Deshaun Watson rumors that maybe, you know, they can, you know, get Deshaun Watson. And then he, you know, he might as well go ahead and, and go to U-Haul and start packing his boxes because he, you know, it's a wrap from, from there on out. It just depends on if, like you said, those rumors, because we've heard sources say that, that things are heating up on the Deshaun Watson front, and then there are rumors saying things are not heating up at all. I do think that when coaches kind of try to do this cloak and dagger type stuff, it puts them in a very difficult spot. So Nick Sirianni was asked, have you had any conversations about the possibility of another quarterback coming in? We talk about, obviously, the Deshaun Watson situation. And here's what he had to say. Folks, it is a little bit of word vomit. We talk as a group of how do you get better every single day. And this is my conversation with Jalen. This will be my conversation with all the players. How do you get better every single day? And we talk about our core values, our connect, our compete, our accountability, our, fun, our, our football IQ, pardon me, our fundamentals. And then what are the distractions that don't allow you to get better every day? Everybody's distractions are different. Everybody's going through something different. It's just 
the, the message is clear with, with everybody is what can, what are we doing to get better every day? And what are we willing to eliminate from our life that is not allowing us to accomplish that goal? What? The message is clear. I'm sorry. That message was not clear at all. That's straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Your reaction to Sirianni trying to make some sense of a situation, but just kind of like taking us around in circles. Yeah, attitude reflect leadership, man. And this, if, if attitude reflect leadership, this team is going to be confused. I don't know which uh, he's trying his best, right? He's not good at it. He's new. And Philadelphia is a very tough market and they know how to kind of pin you in a corner with your words. And they know how to have – see, he doesn't understand. Like, the, the people in Philadelphia and New York, like, they play chess. So the first move is just a setup move to get you three moves later to pin you in the corner. And he caught himself and he tried every, – we, everybody – what? what? Like, what? Like, it reminds me of his first, his first, his first uh, press conference, man. Yeah. Like, man, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. All right, so Hertz is getting all the first-team reps in training camp, but what about the preseason games? How much does a young quarterback actually need to play in the preseason? We're going to talk about that, but first, Bart is going to tell you about this from Rumble On. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that's been sitting there waiting to be sold? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you the cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and even if you just are looking to trade it in. RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO to get $300 increase or cash offer. Fast Bikes. Faster cars rumble on. This brings us down to Jacksonville. We have some win or loser opportunities. You know, we're going to have to make a decision. A big roster is going to go to a smaller roster. How does this hit you at the NFL level? Uh, It's unsettling. It's unnecessary. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin rolling on here. Bart, Scott, Jen, Latta filling in for the guys. Mm. We've been taking your calls all morning long. Bad Continue boy. getting us your reaction to the best sports feuds. We'll get to your calls in just a few minutes. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Now we go out to the Goodyear hotline where we find former OSU and NFL quarterback Cardale Jones joining us. He, of course, is a 2015 national champion. Cardale, good to chat with you this morning. Um, let's talk about those rookie quarterbacks because, of course, you've been in that position. How much do rookie quarterbacks need to play to feel comfortable with the offense leading into the season when we talk about preseason action? Uh, first and foremost, good morning, uh, Barton Jen. Thanks for having me. Um, always a pleasure joining the ESPN crew, but a lot. I think when it comes to that rookie quarterback, because it helps his confidence and it's definitely going to help them in the long run when they're not, you know, forced to be thrown into the fire because, you know, some careers are just ruined like that. You know, what type of, uh, what's the expectations for Trevor Lawrence? I want to go, I want to get straight to it because I got a lot of questions about your former coach and <laughs> his ability to make the transition with the point system and, you know, Tebow. First of all, did you get the call? Like, did you did you look at him like, really, dog? Really? Tebow, 75 years old. He just played for the Mets. He's been playing AAA football. What about me? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, that was tough to see, knowing that I didn't get a call, especially from a former coach when I'm being so fresh out of, you know, football and uh, but they got a lot of deal. They got a lot on their plate right now, and they have you know Garner in the number one pick, and so they got some other quarterback um, issues they need to figure out first. But they can think about bringing in a, a former guy that was, uh, that was coached by Coach Meyer. But um, I don't know, man. I think it's a lot of expectations. Clearly, on you know, Trevor being a number one overall pick, and you know, going to a situation where they only won one game last year, welcome to. Uh, organization where you got also a new coach and a lot of new faces. So I can imagine the pressure and the expectations are extremely high on him. Cardell Jones joining us on the Goodyear hotline. I think it's a great point um, to talk about what the Jaguars are doing. And, of course, there's always conversations about the transition from the college game to the pro game. And that's not just for players. That's for coaches as well. If you could sit down with Urban and give him, you know, the biggest thing he needs to know about making the jump from the college game to the NFL, what would you tell your former coach? Well, we we actually talked about this before, before he took the job. And there was a rumors were out there and I, had an opportunity to have dinner with him at an event, and I, you know, we we shot it straight, and I said, "Hey, what's the what's going on?" And you know, it was his one of his uh, worries and concerns of, you know, he knew that I knew his style of coaching, and he wanted to know what a transition, you know, to the next level. And I'm pretty sure he asked a lot of former guys that he coached that's at that that was at that level or is at that level now. And you know, he got a lot of head coaches that are, are great friends in the NFL, and um, I'm pretty sure he was giving him feedback and um, advice. And, and I think it'll work. And I think Trevor will see a lot of similarities in, in Urban that he saw in Sweeney and have an opportunity to, to play with some guys that was coached by Coach Sweeney. Um, you know, some of the stories are similar. So he's going to walk into some situations where, you know, every waking moment is going to be competitive and how can you get a competitive edge over the next guy that, you know, Urban's going to put him in that he was accustomed to at, at Clemson. Now, when you think about, you know, the transition from the pros to college, one of the biggest differences is that you're dealing with professionals and you're dealing with grown men, and you have to explain sometimes the why, not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. You know, how do you Mm -hmm. think his communication skills are going to be able to be able to kind of get this, 
um, locker room and earned the respect of his locker room. You know, he's had some a little adversity early on in his career. Um, you think about you know the the strength coach hiring and you know the Tebow distraction. Yeah. You know, how does he earn the respect of the men in that locker room, and how does he make the transition to dealing with men opposed to dealing with boys? I think the the one way, yeah, because you know, one big thing that these coaches do on the um, the big time level of college football, they they coach off fear. You know, they coach off the fear of I'm going to recruit the next guy in your position next year and recruit past you. You know, that's how you get pretty much almost the best out of your guys. And in the NFL, it's completely different because um, you're you're dealing with the best of the best, and you have a limited amount of roster spots, like Coach Meyer uh, clearly just mentioned. But um, I think he go in there and he put his ego to the side and, and you know, don't go in there like, hey, I've I done this before and coaching is coaching. You respect these guys' time. You respect their effort and energies. But one thing that Coach Meyer always an uh, unbelievable job of doing is, is coaching the why. And um, that's one thing that I know um, he's not going to like any of. He, he overemphasizes the details and why we want to run this, why we want to put yourself in this type of situation so you guys can understand so they won't go out there thinking too much. Cardell, a lot was made of this winners and losers drill that Urban brought to his NFL coaching. Obviously, guys going head-to-head, one-on-one, and then they basically tally who won and who lost. He said that sometimes that will determine, if a guy is on the bubble, who he keeps on the team. What is your reaction to that? Did he do that in college with you guys at Ohio State? And how can that work, or how can it backfire at the NFL level? Yeah, that was a big-time thing with us in college. I mean, clearly you couldn't cut none of us, but... Um, it, it plays into it plays into fact of uh, it was just almost like an embarrassment thing because it, it, the tallies were all over the facility to show you know how many times this guy might have beat you or you know the trend and things like that. But I don't really see that playing into too much effect of you know the NFL because at the end of the day you still got to go out there and play. I mean, a guy might beat me, you know, one or two plays, you know, and, and whatever drill that you're doing. But, you know, we get out there on the field, you let your play, you know, speak for yourself because, you know, a one-on-one, you know, um, you know, receiver versus DB going to have way more um, obstacles in a way in the game versus just one-on-one practice. We know this is just my guy. He don't have no help and things like that. That is former Ohio State quarterback and NFL quarterback Cardell Jones. Still still ready. Still staying ready, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Stay ready. You got to get ready. Yeah, let that be known, too. He's still out there ready for all these bums. We got these third-string quarterbacks. Get my man a shot. Give him the call. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. Barbasol comes out thick and rich and doesn't break down. That's why Barbasol is America's number one shaving cream. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Thanks, Cardell. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. We have been asking for your calls all morning long, and we do have a few about the best sports feuds in the history of sports. So let's get to Victor in New York. Victor in New York, best sports feuds. You got your hand up? You want- yeah, I want, I want to say one before Victor starts. All right, go ahead. Give me yours. One of my favorites is uh, Buddy Ryan and Mike Dicka because I played for Rex Ryan, so I know all about the, the inside feud. You That's know I mean? a great feud. I mean, again, that goes back to ego. Straight shy town, right? And we're talking about this because, obviously, Jerry Jones announced last night on the Fox broadcast that Jimmy Johnson will, in fact, be in the ring 
Ring of Honor after keeping him out of it for years and years and years, decades even, as he struggled with not getting enough credit for the success that the Cowboys had had. So that's another good one that was motivated by ego, of course. Who was actually responsible for the Bears' success back in the 1980s? All right, now let's get to Victor in New York. Go ahead, Victor. Uh, good morning, guys. Bart, that was a great one. Those Ryan boys were a little crazy. Yeah, but uh, I, I grew up in the Bronx, and uh, the best, the most entertaining one I ever grew up with in the 70s was George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin. Oh, yeah. One of the most entertaining feuds ever in sports. Oh, yeah. You got to like the boss, right? The boss and Billy Martin, they went back and forth. Didn't Billy Martin go back and forth with a few people? Didn't he also well, famously go back and forth with players? Yeah, but that's what makes it so great, right? Because you have two alpha males going back at it, and one's the owner, one's the manager. It's like, come on, man, you can't beat them. You know, but you know, he was the face of the Yankees at that time. Reggie Jackson, another one of those guys that Billy Martin would go head-to-head with. So that's a very good one. Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, taking your best sports feuds this morning. As it seems, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson have put theirs to rest. Let's go out to Tyler in Virginia Beach. Tyler, you're on with Jen and Bart on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, guys. Uh First of all, Bart, you were talking about Steelers wide receivers earlier, and you didn't mention Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall. You go straight to Plaxico Burris? What's that about? I mean, yesterday I I gave all the love about, you know, Heinz Ward is one of the guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. But come on, man, Plex was a beast, too. You know, you got to understand, I came in with Plex. Also, uh, Bart's got a birthday coming up. I know you guys won't be on the show next week, but happy uh, happy birthday. Wow. Uh, Art Modell. Super fan. Art Modell. In the whole city of Cleveland, <laughs> yeah. that is that is one of the biggest feuds ever, in my opinion. What what what, what was the name of the truck that the moving truck that came out? Start with it. It was the craziest thing ever, man. And I remember, you know, I played for Art Modell, you know, right right before he passed, and I can remember he couldn't go back to Cleveland. He couldn't fly. We played Cleveland as an owner. No no spot, you know, no booth for him. You know, no no suite for him at all. Like they still hate the fact that not only did he take the team away from he took Ozzie Newsom, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick right at the height when Cleveland thought they were going to be able to turn the corner. And it's been a long time, a long road to redemption, man. But Art Modell, that's that's definitely one of them. Bart, on the moving truck, I think you're thinking of the Colts when they had the Mayflower moving yeah, trucks yeah, to right. move from Baltimore to Indianapolis. Yeah, oh, yeah, the I'm Colts right. versus yeah, that's the, right. I've heard Cleveland. Yeah, you're when right. I think of Cleveland feuds, though, I think of LeBron James. At when he and left Gilbert. and Dan Gilbert, yeah, which brought us the Comic Sans drama. Remember, Dan Gilbert typed yeah. out the letter and everybody was like, <laughs> what is that font you are using? Obviously, I think they have since was it put that new? one. It was Comic Sans. Remember, it was the bubble letters? We were like, how can we take you seriously? You just wrote a letter with bubble letters, Dan Gilbert. But yeah, that one, of course, has been put to bed as well. Continue getting us your best sports feuds this morning as we talk about the situation between Jerry Jones and and Jimmy Johnson seemingly being put to bed. We also want to take a moment to talk about the quarterback situation in the great city of Chicago because we've been talking about rookie quarterbacks, paying attention to to who's taking steps in the right direction and who hasn't been given. You know, obviously Jalen Hurts, not a rookie quarterback, but a young quarterback in the league. So Jimmy Graham, who of course is back with the Bears. I try to keep track of Jimmy Graham's movement. It seems like he's always with a different team. But he was talking about Justin Fields uh, yesterday, I believe. Take a listen to what he had to say about the rookie QB in Chicago. Man, I love the kid. You know, he uh, uh, you know he sits beside me in the locker room and and um, man, he wants to be good. You know, and he wants to be great. Man, he puts in the work. You know, his 
the guy really, you know, really, really can throw the ball. You know, that's been impressive to see his arm strength. The ability to, you know, to make plays um, while you're running, I think, you know, he's going to have, um, you know, it's, it, it's been impressive to see him so young, so focused, um, you know, and I can tell, you know, it, it definitely reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. Let Phil's cook, I guess. So Graham has obviously caught touchdowns from, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and he's giving high praise to the rookie. And, and all of the talk, to be honest with you, out of Chicago is that he's he's been impressive. He's slinging it. Uh, I, I mean, again, I know the situation <laughs> is they've got Andy Dalton and they're going to ride with him, at least we believe, for the start of the season. Um, I, does this get you excited about what just – I have always been – It's a process. It's a process, right? And if you've been around this game long enough, you heard all these, you know, accolades being thrown, you know, everybody getting their flowers in training camp. I, I get ready and I don't make my true assessment until I see guys go through some stuff. Right, that's when you get to see what full speed. Yeah, you get to see what they're made. So out pump of. the brakes a little bit here. Is that your J- take j- on just that? a little bit? I just want to see him. You know, what I mean, because listen, last year uh, Herbert, you know, people were saying great things about him, and he, I mean, man, did he impress? Man, did Joe Burrow impress? And like now with with rookies coming in, so ready to throw the football because the college game, you know, allows them to get so many reps. It used to be the option and handing the ball off, but now because they throw the ball so much, they learn how to put the ball in the right positions. They learn how to recognize cover three, cover two, two man, you know, holes and trap coverages. So like they're ready to come in, but you know, some of these guys can't slow down. That was, of course, the biggest challenge for for college quarterbacks going into the league for a while because college quarterbacks would essentially look over to the side, get the play, run the play, regardless of what the coverage was. You get to the NFL, and all of a sudden you got to read defenses. you got to figure out who's trying to trick you out there. Um, But do you like the comparison to Russell Wilson? I do. I I think it's natural. I think he maybe, of course, he's a little faster than Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is one of those guys that make those off-schedule plays. So I I think, you know, know, Justin Fields – you know, Russell Wilson is a, is a perfect comp. I mean, you think about the height, weight, speed. You know, it's just, you know, Justin is just a slightly faster, slightly taller than Russell. But, you know, I can see the similarities. And I'm sure, you know, Jimmy Graham kind of understands how he put, you know, delivers the football and the mannerisms. So if you're good with the Russell Wilson to Justin Fields comp, what would you say for a guy like Mac Jones? Is there somebody in the league, based on what you've seen from Mac Jones, obviously at Alabama, where you'd say that's the comp for Mac Jones? And Mac Jones is tough, right? You know, Mac and Cheese as Cam. You know, it's the worst nickname like, in the yeah. league. And, and he don't even understand you it. Can't. Cam is really is really like clowning him. He don't even understand. He called telling him he's got a dad dad bod already at twenty one years old. His body <laughs> fat is, is high, man. He's going into the. Into but you the, can't have your actual name in the nickname. Like I said, if he had gone one step further and called him Velveeta, then I'd be like, yeah, I get it, right? Yeah, but Cam, Mac is yeah, your name. See, Cam's not that. You should be his ghostwriter. He's not that creative. But uh, Mac Jones, I would probably say maybe Kirk Cousins, right? Okay. You know, uh, Kirk Cousins isn't given the, the, enough for his athleticism. Strong arm, he can deliver the ball on time, but you're not worried about him running away from you. So I guess I would say Mac and Cheese is probably, um, you know, you can write that. You know, what do you say? Write that? Take that? Bake that? You uh, like that. Yeah, you like that. There like, it is. Ah, you like that. Can't wait. Mac and cheese. You like that mac and cheese. <laughs> all right, how about Trevor Lawrence? Obviously, all the yeah. hype surrounding Trevor Lawrence going into the league. And and he was unmatched yeah. in the college game. Yeah. What is there anybody that you could compare him to I, in the pro game? I've always thought that you know he was a faster, um, more elusive Justin Herbert. Right? You think about the height, the weight. 
and the ability to throw the football, deliver the football, also to be able to run. People don't give Trevor Lawrence the credit that he deserves. You know, remember a couple of years in that bowl game, he he took it 60 right on a, on a read option. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a little frail right now. He needs to put some weight on. But I think he's definitely Justin Herbert. Trey Lance. Ooh. And again, this is a guy who, who has just started taking first team snaps, even yeah. though we heard that he probably wasn't going to. We don't know if there is a quarterback controversy mm-hmm. out there. They're going to obviously minimize that as much as possible. But who does he remind you of? He reminds me of Cam. Cam Newton. A young Cam Newton. Strong arm, you know, can 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 deliver the ball on time, can, you know, that arm strength, but also he's an athlete. He's an athlete, and I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan, that's one of the reasons why when he was making the decision and deciding does he want to go with Zach Wilson, does he want to go with Trey Lance, or do he want to go with Mac and Cheese, he came up because this guy gives you the best of both worlds. You know, he's big, he's strong, much like Colin Kaepernick, but he has a more accurate arm, and he's so smart, right? That's all you hear about his you know, football acumen, his ability to digest and learn systems, and I think he's going to be just like Cam Newton, a little bit more accurate, and I think he's going to um, you know, do well, especially that, that he's had the perfect matching with a guy like Kyle Shanahan as far as his play calling ability. Where do you stand on po- pocket passer versus dual threat? Because I've always been of the belief you have to be a pocket passer to have success in the NFL. If you have that other wrinkle, if you mm-hmm. can move around and get outside of the down. pocket, that, that's great. But if you can't be a pocket passer, you're not going to have success in this league. You can't just rely on your right. legs. You have to be able to throw the ball on time, deliver the ball on time, and be able to read the rotation of the safeties before or after the snap, depending on when the defense gives you the information. You know, I think the perfect match of the perfect dual threat quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. And I think he doesn't get the credit for his ability to extend plays and also to be able to scramble outside the pocket and put you in harm's way because you don't know to come up because you don't know what's behind you. And if you stay back, he'll pick it up with his legs. We've seen him many times doing a goal line scramble when he sees, you know, man to man coverage, knowing that everybody backs his turn. And uh, you, you could say, you know, Mahomes is like that, but Aaron Rodgers is more athletic than, than Patrick Mahomes. So you, I would give the edge to them, but you have to be able to deliver the ball on time. That's what Lamar Jackson is trying to prove this year. Right. That's the next step in his maturation as his legs is ahead of his arm. And hopefully, you know, he can figure it out. They gave him the weapons around to finally not have the excuses not to be accurate outside the numbers. And we shall see. But his first instinct is still to kind of bail yeah. and try to make a play with his legs. And, again, the the concern has always been he's going to get hit. And, you know, how long can he play that style of yeah. game at this level? All right, how about Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson. Oh, you saved the jet for me last. Yes. I like how you did that. You know, for me, when I see Zach Wilson, I, I look at – I'm looking at Jay Cutler to me. You know, a lot of people, you know, may not agree with that. But you talk about Jay Cutler – came in this league with one of the strongest arms in the league. He's a guy that can make all the throws. He just was a grouch, right? You know what I mean? You didn't like his mannerisms. It looked like he always had the resting sad face, right? You know, like droopy. You know, but, you know, he, as far as the talent, this guy could throw the football, deliver the football, and when you hear how the ball explodes or how reportedly you heard Sal Powell the other day talk about how the ball explodes out of Zach Wilson's hands, well, we were saying those same things about Jay Cutler early in his career. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance, brought to you also by DoorDash. It's the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food 
because summer. Try DoorPass for free and get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. The Cowboys and Steelers kicked off the NFL preseason, but once again, Jerry Jones stole the show. That, of course, is next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the Sirius XM Channel 80. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 